on the Spencer's the Pez, poking out at the cons, Renaissance fests, watch anime chicks with inflatable breasts. You might be a Trekkie, eh, sit back and watch as the Uber geek goes and kicks it up a notch. Turn to the left to F in your dictionary and add this word to your vocabulary. Take a look, cause I'm the real McCoy. Damn it, Jim, I'm not a doctor, I'm just the definition of a fanboy, baby. Listen up, fanboys! It's the Fanboy Planet Podcast, and here's your host now with pants, Derek McCaw. That's what's different. That's this is Derek McCaw, editor in chief of FanboyPlanet.com, and I'm now with pants. That's right. I put that on my Facebook update. Say which one of us was going to be wearing the new outfit, and I thought you meant Goodson was going to show up. And it turns out it's me. All right, I'm still Porky Pigging it, so curly tail and all. That's all, folks. That right there. Look at that. That couch is ruined. Okay, so. Um, what was that corkscrew pattern? Mm. Anyway, this is, I've already said that we're podcasting from Elusive Comics and Games, 2725 El Camino Real, Suite 104 in Santa Clara. We are on an odd night. This is Thursday, July 1st. It's the 1st of July. And if you're listening to this on Independence Day, one if by land. I hope you had something else to do besides listen to our podcast tonight. No, right there now, are fireworks. while your house is burning down from <laughs> illegal fireworks, you yeah! can listen Listen and enjoy this podcast. 15-cent bottle rocket. Oh, wow, fantastic. And, of course, joining me tonight on to celebrate the anniversary of our nation's birth, <laughs> I announce Popeye. and whistling Pete, uh, Long Gravy Lopez. I like how you always have to pause and wonder what your own name is. <laughs> Thank you. You're going to like that's, one of my comments. It's really good when you get pulled tonight. over by the police, yes, too. I can tell fantastic. you. Name. Uh, and, of course, our podcast producer and moral compass. Rick Erasure uh, Brett Snyder. Uh, yes. yes. That's my name, the band I like. Yeah, that's I, what I was going to say. Yeah, the 80s yeah. mod band. Or yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, hmm. Goodson likes them too. Yeah. Mm, uh, I'm why. sorry, but I was just erasing some of the podcast today. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I don't want to say. All those embarrassing things. So, uh, up top, before we, we've got comics news, we've got movie news, a little stuff to talk about with TV. I would like to take this opportunity to announce. That we ran a contest on the website itself uh, in honor of the 70, 75th anniversary of DC Comics. That's right. They are 75 years old. They're old. Uh, do you know what the first book was? Um, 1935? Ooh, let me guess. Let me guess. I'm going to go with Journey Beowulf. Into, Journey into Mystery. Uh, famous Funnies. Famous Funnies. Yeah. So I Don't have that one. No, you don't? Is that, no. What was that, what was that one that got me at Bacon? Um, Wanga Jang... <laughs> No, jingle uh, Jangle. Jingle Jangle, yeah. Jingle Jangle comic. Which I have since looked up, and uh, sorry, Chris, I'm not spending my life reading that book. Okay, well, you know. But I can totally see why he is. Okay, well, that's a, a polite and yet backhanded slap. Good. Okay, so um, anyway, uh, to celebrate that, uh, Warner Brothers, Warner Home Video, uh, uh, released The Dark Knight on iTunes as a digital download, and I'm... I'm still not 100% sold because it's really hard for me to lug my 17-inch laptop around. Uh, you know, I know that's not what it's it meant to be. It builds bodies five ways. Yeah. I, well, have you seen my new case for it? Oh, my God. But I, I know that it's meant to be like on your iPod or something or even perhaps, perhaps not your iPad. Yes. Um, 
and I am impressed with the quality that comes down through those. So uh, I think that that's really cool. But to celebrate that, they uh, offered us a chance to get, to give away a Batman bobblehead figure. Yes, from the Warner store. And so our winner is David Graham of Salem, Oregon. We have a listener in Salem, Oregon. That's great. Uh, unfortunately, last night David was burned as a witch. Uh, so Wrong Salem. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Wrong David. Okay. Uh, so he, after I told him he was the winner, he wrote back a little note, so I thought I'd copy that down here. I enjoy the site. I really enjoyed the podcast. I even enjoyed my visit to Elusive Comics and Games. So he's been here. He snuck in. Right. Is he here now? He cut a lock of lawn so. hair. Thursday and went off. While I was yeah. sleeping on the couch? Yes. Porky Pig in it? Uh, he says, keep up the good work no matter how... Uh, badly, Lon Lopez hurts your heart. You know what? I plan he to hurt He is a listener. It. Yeah, <laughs> I plan to hurt it very badly he tonight. <laughs> oh! Uh, so he, he definitely, definitely is a listener. So David Graham, congratulations publicly. Uh, we will contact Warner Home Video. I'm a big fan of his crackers, too. Yes. Uh, I, we will contact uh, Warner Home Video, and a bobblehead will be bobbling its way towards you soon. All right, uh, so that's uh, – uh, I'm going to transition to comics and some commentary. Uh, Lon Lopez did not hurt my my heart. Tonight, Lon Lopez actually saved me from making a really bad transition uh, by pointing out that last week's podcast, uh, we had a really great introduction. Um, there were special guests. Technical uh, difficulties. That's so. right. Uh, Brandon Routh and uh, Adam West were both guests in the first five minutes of the show. It was a shame, too, that have them both in the same place You're at the same time. are going to have Superman and Batman together right. of different generations. Yeah. And um, Butterfingers, Brett Schneider, mm. yeah. uh, you know, boop, boop, uh, actually, uh, oops. actually buttered his recorder and lost the first 15 minutes. So... Uh, that also, by the way, Adam West revealed that uh, the secret to who shot Kennedy, uh, which has since been corroborated by the Warren Commission, and uh, and then they now we'll never killed. know because it was lost. Yeah. Uh, so unfortunately, we did in fact still save the lost discussion from last week. So I I, I don't I don't know. I, I would have really been upset if we'd lost that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, actually, this this is what Rick did. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Rick. That's a great ringtone, Lon. <laughs> One more time. Oh, that, that, man. It feels like we're in black and white. That's when Lon's mm. girlfriend calls. So uh, You'd be surprised. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. Uh, so, that's actually what... Never mind. To follow up, we had actually... Uh, we were reading out uh, viewer mail, listener mail last week. We just call just call it viewer mail. Let's just own it. I keep saying it. Yeah, yes. viewer mail. Listener is so unpleasing. People to the who ears. are so into it, they watch their iPod while they're right, playing. and it's true. And if you could actually see us, you you're probably mentally would, would stop listening. To, you're yeah, mentally viewing it. Um, look at all this chunk of nerd. Uh, so mm. anyway, we were reading some viewer mail, and uh, we were talking about uh, Brightest Day and the introduction of the new uh, Aqualad. And just to be Aqualad. clear, we will get that. We will try our damnedest to get the old the reader mail that we lost. Back right. On so in next the week, because Lon reminded me that that would be the part that the was one that lost. Brandon Ralph read out loud. Yes, yeah. the dramatic reading. Yes, and that was bump. fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, so. How many people do you think are going to write in and ask? Brandon Routh is really on the podcast? Dude, the guy's local. What? No, you know, John Wesley's ship is semi-local. we got to get that guy in here. We do, we do. 
Talk uh, about Jesus. Yeah. Uh, so uh, anyway, uh, so I got a follow up, which is now a first commentary about Aqualad from Troy Benson. Okay. Who pointed out he had not actually seen the um, the image uh, of of the character. I was kind of describing to him what it, you know. Yeah. Of him in, of him dressed as Aqualad, which has been released as a perfect. Pro- has a bit of a fro. Uh, no, what he points out is has a bit of dreadlocks, which is oh, yeah. absolutely the worst hairstyle for <laughs> swimming, swimming. Oh, because good. dreadlocks are formed out. by dre- dreadlocks are formed by not washing your hair. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, so uh, <laughs> could have been cornrows. Uh, but those they're not. Are, no, if you've seen those, those are no, those are not. Uh, mm-hmm. If you've seen that, yeah, well, that would make sense. Okay. Uh, that would be so interesting design flaw. If you did, will. we get any uh, letters for my joke from last week? Not a one. Uh, I guess nobody really does. Listen. Was that lost? Maybe in that first I don't fifteen think minutes? So. No, I remember. Oh, dang it! That made it in. I was. Uh, well, nobody wins the special prize then. Uh, I can't remember what the special prize was, and I think it's probably for the best humanity. No, we, no one had said he was going to humanity. Bring one out. Thanks. Yeah. You. Too bad. Okay, so ah, um, <laughs> uh, so there's been a lot of controversy this week. Let's move straight on into comics because Aqualad, controversy. Aqualad's hair is not is not the the most controversial thing. The most controversial thing this week is that Wonder Woman got a new costume. Kinda. She got a makeover. She got a makeover. Was she on Oprah? No. Oh. Was she on Sally Jesse? Although Raphael? I, I, Sally Jesse Raphael have a show anymore. I don't know, but she always did makeovers. Oh, so, okay. yeah. Uh, I would uh, guess, well, there's a, a Was couple. Sean Maury? No. Oh, okay. Uh, a couple of things with the new look of Wonder Woman is apparently, so she's got uh, long black pants. Yeah. Uh, probably, I thought, probably are there discernible boots, or do they just go right down to the no, There are boots. Okay. Um, there's still boots, red boots. Are they boots of truth? Are they red? I thought they were. I, I thought they were black. Well, somebody can go run for that. No, I that. think they were black. Black boots? Either way. Uh, and she's wearing kind of a uh, jacket yeah. uh, over that. And it's I, more of a blazer. Too small and for sadly, her. the more controversial thing is that, of course, they also reduced her boob size, apparently. And so fanboys uh, everywhere are up in arms, if that's you will. That's an alternate it's a, reality, it's a sports right? Bra. It's a, yeah. Sports bra. Well, sure, sure. Yeah, I mean, that's what bra. it is. It's just, you know. Amazonian sports bra. Except, except now. It reduces al- you to cup sizes. It's an alternate mm-hmm. reality. There's no boots? I, it's kind of boots. They reduced her boot size? They reduced she's her boot Oh, she's got like gir- you know, gold straps an on her thing ankles. Is, yeah, so there's a it. there's a full they size. Do, they do go. They go right into the leg. Okay. Yeah. There's a. It's sort of like the kind of Catwoman like. Uh, sort of like the Enterprise uh, outfits in the first Star Trek: The Motion yeah. Picture. I don't know if they're superhero pockets. Uh, I can't say. Well, I have I to wait to until the. Uh, I don't want to say, but there is a on the back page of the book. There is actually a. Uh, a she kind of stole her image. top from Wonder Girl too. Yeah, I mean, I, there's no originality. I just in. don't feel like there's any, but no originality, but no controversy. What's the controversy? Yeah, it it's actually, a storyline. What's it the actually deal? most looks like to me, like the way she was in the '90s when uh, when Artemis took over in the role of Wonder Woman, and so Diana was running around in, in black leather then. So it's it's you know, comics it's fans, a non-story. Comics fans have a short short memory. No, it's but it's not a non-story. It's like it was on CNN and they talked to Linda yeah, Carter. Yeah, but that's all DC Linda pushing Carter it out. Linda Carter looked great, by the way. Yeah, of course Linda Carter looks great. She's Linda Carter. She was Wonder Woman, man. Yeah. Um, she looks great for being 70. That's what you're trying to say. She's not but anyways, um, still. It's, no, but it's good to know that issue 600 features not only Wonder Woman but also Power Girl. Oh, uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. I see that. And uh, egg, 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 shoe, egg, egg foo. Egg foo. Yeah. Yeah. 
wanted to say egg sham, but that was big trouble in Little China. What's going on there? Well, she's uh, she's bouncing bullets she's, off uh, the Shiva No, I get no, no. Arms. I'm getting that's come on. That's like a flash thing. It, okay. it's anyway, so she changed her suit. And, but big whoopee do over the internet. That's been the big thing, and I just think I just want to weigh in. Me already. Everybody's asking the question. You know, since everybody's asked questions out of the podcast, we'd say here we don't care. Yeah, it's kind of like pro wrestling. You know what I mean? Like pro wrestlers, they get a new outfit every six months. It just keeps their character fresh. But then, like eventually, you know, Hulk Hogan goes back to the red and yellow. You know what right. I mean? It still comes down to um, so how long is it going to take her to go back to the old design? I'm going to say a year. One year? Do you think so? I'm how long was Superman red and blue? How long did that last? No, how long did he have a mullet? That's Too long. More important. Sure. The mullet was... Well, it was a couple years. That was years, right after you came years. back from the I know, I know when that was. Okay. I just trying to remember how long it lasted. <laughs> you know. That's why he had the mullet, because right. he was in sleep and his right. hair was growing. Just in the back. Super yes. growth. <laughs> I, actually have, I actually have a Hallmark statue of Superman with, with, the, the, mullet. with the mullet. Yes. Yeah. That was and a terrible time for Superman. It was. He was business. He was super in the front, party in, party in the back. Party in the back. And the, and the, and, but it's a nice statue, except for the mullet part. Yeah. Yeah, so... It's and crazy. It is. It I wonder is. if he was if the carpet matched the drapes. If you know what I mean <laughs> with the super. No. Okay. No. Does he? Okay. Let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> um. So does he manscape? Is what I. I. I, I know. Does he right. super manscape? Well, with his with his heat vision, he has to use a mirror. Yay! Yikes! It's, uh, well, it's just like how he shaves. Does he have topiary? Yay! Yes. You don't just go waxing down there. You no, know you mean? don't. No. You need like kryptonite strips. Kryptonite oh, wax. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> you wouldn't want to put that down there. Good Lord. You Kelly think, Clarkson. You, th- <laughs> you think a Brazilian hurts. Mm. Try a Kryptonian. Kryptonian. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> so um, I wanted to mention as well that uh, as we're talking about alternate continuities and so forth and Wonder Woman licensing, uh, Batman Beyond entered the DC continuity this week. Batman Beyond number How one. How is that even possible? Out. Well, that's a good question. Is he still in the future? He's still in the future. Is he joining Le- the Legion of Super Friends? No, 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 no. They it, it's a, it's a very interesting. Uh, so I bought it and read it, and Adam Beechin's the guy in charge of writing it. Um, in charge of no Jeff Johns is secretly the one in charge, but uh, and Who apparently created Batman. Beyond? was that uh, Bruce Tim? Bruce Tim okay. because the network uh, because the WB wanted uh, basically a chance to have a more kid oriented show. That they could sell more toys with, but it was more like adult themed anyway, wasn't well, it? Well, because Bruce Tim kind of um, snuck around and did the show he wanted to do, that and, awesome. and and it, and it is an awesome show. Uh, it really it it is great and tied back into Justice League and all that. And so, uh, apparently, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, Superman Batman Annual Number Four came out, and that actually yeah. is his first appearance in continuity. And it sold out, and so I have no idea because I missed it because I don't buy Superman I haven't Batman. Ever read it. Yeah, so well, that's now. Uh, you've got a priority. very valuable uh, book on your hands okay. because apparently that's going up through really? the roof on eBay already. Wow! So uh, God bless eBay. Yay! Oh crap! <laughs> uh, I would like you to get a job at like Kentucky Fried Chicken or something. Oh, okay. well, Toys R Us. Uh, Toys R Us. Well, that would be good. Yeah. Anyway, discount. I, so what they did was they kind of uh, the they used both the animated continuity and so like he he meets all the characters from the Justice League of the Future the the Micron and they mentioned Superman being older 
and there's kind of that Buddhist. Uh, is he still Terry? Whatever he's still Terry McGinnis. Terry McGinnis. And, but it's, it's somewhat earlier in his career. So like what they ended up doing in Just in Justice League Unlimited is not okay. has not been yet acknowledged in there. And is uh, Bruce still mentoring? And Bruce is still mentoring him, okay. and he's got Ace yes, the, the dogs. Ace the Bat Hound. The dog. Now, how does this continuity match up? Does this is this a separate from like the Kingdom Come continuity? Yes. Yes. Wow. Uh, so well, this is all part uh, of the whole multiverse. They've actually, crazy, they've it? actually, and I, I guess it sort of now does make sense. But since the Kingdom Come continuity was like was supposed to be like 2010, and mm. here we are, um, they did say uh, Justice Society a couple years ago that that was actually one of the alternate Earths. Yeah. So uh-huh. it does exist. There is an Earth where that's all still going on, and it's all caught up. Whoops. Oh, God, yes. that was your phone rebooting. Jeez. I know it does that from time to time. Hmm. We'll cut that out. Yeah, old old, old Rick Brett Schneider technology all starts uh, <laughs> falling apart. Uh, Got to upgrade, dude. Apocalypse. I did. Uh, you forced that. I, uh, it was good. I forced that on you. <laughs> well, it was a good upgrade. I, I grant you. If only I had texting to match it. Uh, yeah, and the battery just died. Yeah. So uh, anyway, uh, where were we? So that is an alternate continuity. This is seems like it's more set in in the, in the future for what is happening now in continuity. Um, and so it got me thinking about that because the big thing oh, yeah? with Dan DiDio was talking He's about thinking. about the licensing uh, and saying, you know, Wonder Woman's image in this new revamped thing isn't going to move, uh, you know, probably won't go out into toys yet. But if people like the new direction, basically, J. Michael Straczynski has taken over and is given a chance to. He's creating a storyline with an alternate continuity, an alternate costume with an out. So if people don't like it. It was all a dream. Uh, not quite that bad, but um, <laughs> once again, Patrick Duffy in the shower, right? Yeah, there. but isn't that pretty much DC's out with everything? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it will always will be. Yeah, Batman's uh, dead. Mephisto's, but guess what? He's Mephisto, in an alternate reality, not an imaginary story. Mephisto's going to come over from the Marvel universe. Access will have pulled him over, and it'll all be fine. And but uh, I mean, pretty much hasn't everybody now? All the major characters, they've all died. Batman, Superman, Batman, Wonder, Wonder Woman, Woman. Mm-hmm. Aquaman, Green mm-hmm. Lantern, mm-hmm. Flash, Flash, not the Martian Manhunter, Hawkman, Adam. Yep. Yeah, they're yep. all they're yep. all dead and yep. back. Which was actually uh, covered uh, when Martian Manhunter was killed. They said we just hope for a resurrection, and they said you know they knew that. Yeah. And there's a special. Yeah. They have a special cemetery of the DC universe. But for I'm just. I guess this is just a message. With, this is with a message. easy soft dirt to dig out. <laughs> this is a message for the kids. Yes. Just don't get all excited when they die. Exactly, it's just not going to happen. Well, you know when your grandpa's not going to come back to life. Yeah, in real life, once they're dead, they're gone. So live your life like there's no tomorrow. Thank you. This is why this podcast is not safe for children. I know. I just, I just hope you dance. Somewhere, young little Frampton just burst into tears inexplicably. No, I've Uh, been preparing Frampton for the real world. (laughs) Good God. Yes. That's why you've never met my children. What's next on our agenda? Well, but I didn't get to make my point because oh, Juan was here. Sorry. Uh, so, which is who we are in 2010, 2010, and Batman himself as a character is like seven years old. And you talk about licensing. Right. We are rapidly up to the point where Batman Beyond is <laughs> the present day Batman. And what are they going to do? You know, because I always think, you know, that's the thing. They They're going to give him pants. Yeah, because the kids are all doing that dance from the beginning of the show. Yeah, that's true. And they're all splicing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, I know. I just mean licensing wise, it's kind of interesting. How long can you make if you already have this futuristic Batman Terry McGinnis kind of right. origin, and and what's going to happen? That's when one of realize- the dangers about telling stories about the future. Eventually, it becomes 1984 mm-hmm. or 2001, and you look around and I, I don't get your meaning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. 
No, I, I know. I think that about 2010, I'm waiting for uh, Saturn to explode. Yes, and be a second sun. I thought yeah. it was Jupiter. Yeah, I, think, I think you're right. It's Jupiter. Mm. I know. I just know it's another Jupiter. planet. What was that? If anybody knows where that's from, write in to <laughs> sandpaper at no fanboyplanet.com. Another contest. Jupiter. Um, and though uh, I don't really have any good um, Marvel stuff to say. I'll give you a prize. Does anybody have any Marvel things they want to talk about? Besides really. the thing in television, we'll, which no. we'll get to later. Because no. I want to say I'm going to do a rare thing, which is absolutely rip into um, rip on um, a DC book. Ooh! I just read Justice Society of America number forty, which came out uh, yesterday, and clearly this is the bad side of major crossovers: is that Bill Willingham and Matthew Sturgis were writing this long alternate. Con- we are back into alternate realities con- uh, storyline. And they had to make room for a Brightest Day crossover that didn't fit. Okay. So Justice Society number 40 is like the biggest piece of crap because they're hurriedly telling what probably would have been two to three more issues of storytelling in one issue in narration by Obsidian. And so you've been trying to figure out, like, how are they going to save Obsidian? And in the first page, they save Obsidian, and then he's saying, and this is what happened, and this is what happened, and then this is what happened when we caught up to Blackest Night, and then this is what's happening when we're about to go into, bri- into Brightest Day. What's the character's name? Max Exposition. Yeah. <laughs> <That> was, <laughs> so um, I was really disappointed. I was reading this last night and going, what? 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 This is like the worst <laughs> book I've read in a long, long time. And that's time. tough because you love that book. I do, I do. I was actually not all that into this into this storyline because I mean, it's just another one of those. How many alternate realities can we get? Can we take a break from that too, like as a storytelling device. Let's have a year without alternate realities. Oh, that's an interesting one. Wouldn't that be a nice thing? That it's, was Christ's on infinite earths. Let's uh, <laughs> let's yeah. challenge that. Just just a year where nobody explores the alternate reality. They just go. Um, I also, Turf Number 2 came out. It was a little delayed. Jonathan Ross and Tommy Lee Edwards' book from Image. Uh, and I want to say, again, though I'm not sure if people can can find it because I know it sold very well. I, is, I wasn't able to get Turf 1. You were not able to get Turf 1? No, I was one? not. Uh, I'm telling you, I you know. Uh, so, uh, anyway, Turf Number 2 came out. And i got to say, whether you like the story or not, I do. I was like, I, I look at, oh, he's going to throw down a Turf Number 1 right here. Oh, my. Thank here, you. Here you are, right? It's oh, with a different cover service. than I got. That's awesome. She's cute. Yeah, she is. There's a character. Not only do I love the art, but that is a dense book. There is so much story in in any so far two issues. Both both issues are just great and stories. A huge prose piece in the back. And I Mark hate Millar. to and I hate to say, when, I hate to like go. Oh, what a great movie it would make. But it really would. And I know that's not why Jonathan Ross did it. Jonathan Ross loves comics, and he just now he's reti- um, leaving the BBC. And his whole thing was, he, since he's such a huge comics fan, he wanted to be able to say he'd written a comic, and he's written a dang good one. And the okay. second issue was just as good as the first, and I, I was really uh, really into it. So, want to give uh, a shout out there to to Turf. I also picked out up uh, from the library a collection of you remember well you're familiar with Zuda, Zuda Comics, DC's online. Right, the web right. comic thing. Right. Um, well, on the heels of, I wanted to talk about this, the one that won last year called Bayou, and that they put it in a trade paperback, and so I, I took a look at it. And I wanted to say it's kind of an intriguing, uh, intriguing story, and I, I actually am kind of hooked and want to continue on. Hmm. And then I come down here, and it's on the heels of today. DC announced that they're going to shut down the Zuda 
website. Because it doesn't match up with their way they're going to market their uh, Absolutely, absolutely. And several creators have just been – Kill surprise. Have been let go. And 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 the competition aspect is gone, which is probably for the best because that I, would never happen at a Disney company. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think we talked about that last week. Um, you know, because honestly, Marvel. It turns out that when Marvel talked about uh, doing royalties for their digital stuff, right? Not everybody got that letter. Oh. Only exclusive creators at this point. Okay. So if we can just beat the band and continue making bad publicity for Marvel, maybe they'll adjust it. Now, the you know what else came out this week? And the only reason they did the letter, by the way, is because they got wind that DC was going to do it. Uh, so, the Iron Man annual this week. Yeah, did you see it? And uh, this store is still standing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I was. I hadn't looked at. It. I went. I meant to look to see if it was like a continued story or not. Because my contention was that if they were smart, they'd do a. Self-contained story to kind of oh I, yeah I don't know but I mean the th- that's the one that was supposed to come out digital the same right day. and and ultimately it will it, it's going to be the same price and I think as long as they hold them at the same price you know no if you but if you if you were paying if your choice is four ninety nine to get a digital or four ninety nine to get a hard copy what are you going to do I'm getting a hard copy right okay so that's yeah. what I'm saying uh, I I think that saves things. But it's interesting. People, uh, there's now a hypothesis that you know, since Marvel's reprinting of, of books has been not up to, it's not as much as uh, DC does, or is even like IDW or Image does. Um, you mean the reprinting in trades, or no reprinting of like oh, if something second, sells out? Second issues, yeah. Second printing. Digital is a solution to that. Uh huh. You know, mm-hmm. it's never going to go out of print. Not for it's a digital. collector. Not That's for collector, but you know. So collectors, why don't you uh, write in and, and weigh in on this? Because I think it is a, it's it's rapidly becoming an issue that well, it's an issue. You know, the only time that would matter to me is if I missed an issue in a series I didn't care that much about, and I might get the digital just to see if I really want to get the hard copy. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, and, and even then, it'll, that only works if it's a little less to get the digital. Yeah. So anyway, um, to get back to what Zuda's doing, Zuda is moving exclusively to the iPad, iTunes, okay, that, that area, and so it's but they're. So there will be so things. So Zuda will remain a, an entity, just an not entity. part of DC. Uh, it's still part of DC, okay. but it's not the entity. Because if you ever followed anything on Zuda, there was nothing in DC continuity there. They were right. creators just doing um, – it wasn't even creator-owned. They were selling it out there. But Bayou was, is this interesting set in the uh, – during the Depression you know, in Louisiana in Bayou. Uh, and Bayou is a character that – when I saw the image, I thought it was like a hayseed Hulk kind of thing. From oh. it looked like it, but it's actually an exploration of uh, the literature and culture of uh, black fo- black American African American folklore. Interesting. And so uh, a girl gets gets caught up in this magical journey, basically, where the characters are still kind of these mis- mythical characters are kind of reenacting the Civil War and uh, still involved in that kind of. Attitude and like they get attacked by Jim Crows and interesting. It, so it was a lot deeper than I thought it was going to be from looking at all the promotional art. So you just remind me of something that I, the Ultimate Universe Avengers. Have you been following that at all? Um, I, I took a look and I'm confused because there's two things happening simultaneously. There's an Ultimates, right, and there's an Ultimate Universe Avengers, which are kind of like the Black Ops team. Okay, I couldn't figure out okay. what was going Which on. Which is Nick Fury, who's now in disgrace in that universe, uh, assembling a team to do wet works kind of stuff. Oh, uh, okay. And so he's one of the characters he has. Uh, he's got the Punisher, the ultimate Punisher, who is there under duress. In fact, his suit keeps him in, in line. Sort of like a Suicide Squad. Thing. And we find out 
from conversation that Hawkeye is kind of under the same duress, not hmm. necessarily wanting to be there. But the interesting thing to me was they have the original Hulk. There's another box back here. The original Hulk is not Where's Banner. Man? He is, in fact, a black man. Hmm. Does that sound at all familiar to you? Uh, sounds like George Foreman on Saturday Night Live when he did the Black Hulk. I think about? more along the lines of the Black yeah. Captain America. Remember Tim Meadows no, would get angry and he'd be like, no, I didn't go under the table and then George Foreman would come up. Oh, okay. No, I missed yeah. that. That's, That's interesting. That's funny. But, I mean, he's, he's, he's actually more of a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde Hulk because he's, he's, mm-hmm. he's like this gangster. But okay. he was originally a scientist. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So kind of like the, or sort of like Mr. Fix-It. Yeah, yeah, very yeah. much so. Okay. So there's that, that's our Marvel acknowledgement for the week. There you go. Uh, I, I had have, one little quick sure. comic thing to add. Sure. And I for, we forgot to cover it, whatever it was. But the Max Brooks G.I. Joe came out, Hearts and Minds. Uh-huh. And they're already at number two. Number two, I guess, came out yesterday. Okay. Uh, I didn't get a chance to read the first one. Anybody pick up the first one? No, no. I'm not really G.I. Joe. I, I did not notice f- that I'm, Max Brooks had done it. So. Not familiar with Max, Max Brooks, the author of World War World, World War War. Right there, read it off the top. Oh, the author of G.I. Joe, Hearts and Minds, and World War Z, and... Uh, and son of Mel Brooks. Son of Mel Bancroft. Brooks. Um, so I just read the second one. I didn't read the first one. This one deals with the Firefly, the saboteur, and uh, one of the bomb specialists uh, who ends up, looks like he's going to be Tripwire, one of the G.I. Joes. Um, I was a little underwhelmed. Uh, I'm a big fan of Max Brooks, too. Um, the only reason I'm underwhelmed is because it's the, basically the story split in half, the two guys' story. And basically, Tripwire's story plays out pretty much like uh, the Hurt Locker. Um, pretty much, you know, one of the guys is like a bomb specialist. Looks like they're setting it up so that the two might go head-to-head in one way, which I think is a cool kind of... Uh, Looks a little sparse on dialogue, which is... A little of, bit, which I kind of think Brooks's, is... Uh, strong points. Yeah, that's where I was kind of disappointed. But, I mean, essentially, it's... I mean, it gives a cool angle to the Tripwire character, but at the same time, I'm sitting here reading it going, hey, I just saw this in Hurt Locker. How cool. The other thing that's kind of distracting, which maybe is a nod to the toys, is that uh, there's a character walking through the lobby, and uh, he's talking about sabotage. And right away, if you're a G.I. Joe fan, you know that the Cobra Saboteur is Firefly. The only problem is, is they drew this figure to look like one of the other Joes called Hardball, which I don't know if he's in current continuity or not, but I started reading this and I got all excited because I was like, oh, it's a hardball story. Awesome. Which is hardball is a totally obscure G.I. Joe character. But it's uh, what happens is is once they do the reveal, there's like a two-panel kind of thing here where it's like, here's what he looks like, here's what he really is, uh-huh. that kind of thing. So, mm-hmm. Who's the artist? Is that Chaken? Uh, I think it's Chaken, yeah. yeah. Okay. Howard Chaken. Huh? But it was an interesting read, but it was kind of sparse. Okay. So, I'm kind of mediocre. And that's from IDW? IDW. Because I actually have an IDW uh, piece of news, and that's this week they announced that Chris Ryall, their editor-in-chief, has now been made... What? What do you think? Well, a chief creative officer? Yes, chief creative officer, because everybody needs one. So I'd like to announce uh, that uh, I am making myself chief creative officer. No, 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 you're editor-in-chief. Right, but so was Chris Ryall, and so was Joe Quesada. I want to be something. You can be. You're sandpaper. Make me something. Okay. I want to be chief creative sandpaper. Uh, <laughs> you are vice president in charge of sandpaper. Huh? Okay. Yes. Uh, 
It's, it's as long as I get title. to work the palm sander. Chief Irritating Officer, the CIO. Hmm, interesting. There you go. Yeah, okay. Uh, so I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, and Image Comics, I just uh, just announced today, uh, I don't have any actual images of it, but to let you know that uh, earlier tonight, Lon said he hates comics, but I have an announcement that will make him like comics. It's more of a love-hate. Ziggy Marley has is going to do I love a, his old comic strips. Is going to do a book for Image Comics uh, named uh, Marijuana Man. Oh. And Marijuana Man is going to make his debut at Comic-Con uh, this summer, and Ziggy Marley is going to sign. Um Wow, I wonder if that's going to be as exciting as Mayhem. It's going to be a little while before we get Marijuana Wasn't that Man. It, what is that? Uh, Image you, Comics? Uh, yes, that was. Mayhem. Yeah. Where did you interview that guy? Uh, Briefly. Oh, man. It's like, well, hey, Tyrese. Well, because uh, Mayhem, baby. Ty- Tyrese apparently like um, said, hmm, that looks like a good bridge right there. I shall burn it. Mm. And really fast. So, yeah, nobody's talking about it. But a while ago, people were. They were talking about it because he was promoting himself like crazy. And I think he got two issues out, and that was it. And went, eh. Because um, he he's all, off, he's all these people are nerds, man. Yeah, he t- he, that was he ticked off people like crazy. Um, so, uh, anyways, oh, you couldn't even like look at him without paying five dollars at Comic Con. So, I didn't want to look at him that badly. No, I kind of kind of wanted a little. Yeah, bit. well, I mean, it was in Transformers, man. How much Come was on. the lap dance? Well, Tyrese is kind of special. So <laughs> well, okay, a little extra. Because I mean, that is worth. That's a good story to tell later. Yeah, you know, I mean. Yeah, okay. You know, I gave a lap dance to Tyrese. <laughs> it was awesome. And he dropped from sight uh, after that uh, <laughs> to recover from the shattered right, pelvis. Right, right. Uh, so, uh, anyway, Marijuana Man's good. Can you guess the release date of Marijuana Man? No, I can't, Derek. When is it? You can't? No. Seriously? Oh, 420? Yes, 420, 2011. April 20th, 2011 is when Marijuana Man will come you out. You know what? I'm just going to make this prediction. The Go first issue is going to come out. And but we're never going to see the uh, the second one. You want to know why? Why? Because they got high. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, don't sing it. We'll have to pay royalties. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's to look forward to. Uh, a book that came out this week, and I just want to tout, and I'm going to write it up uh, tonight, is uh, Doug Tenapple, who created Earthworm Jim. And, uh, oh, good show. Good, uh, good show, and he had a show Royal, good, Royal uh, Tenapples or good something. Video and, he, game. and he had a, a good video game, and he had a cartoon. There was a cartoon for yeah, it too. There was, and uh, Nickelodeon had a show called Cat Scratch, and uh, I interviewed him a few years ago for that, and did a really good uh, graphic novel called Creature Tech. I, I enjoy his work. Uh, he just released a new one through Scholastic called Ghostopolis, and I just want to tout that wow. they got it here elusive. I don't know if Steve sold them all or not, but he they had it. They had his deck. It's a, a really good uh, kind of kids graphic novel about. A kid getting stuck on the other side oh, okay. of, of not know, actually dying, but just being no. But he does through. have. But he does have. That's called a coma. But he does have an illness. No, he's pulled through because there's a bureau of uh, paranormal affairs that screws up in trying to capture a nightmare uh-huh. and accidentally sends the kid over into the afterlife. And uh, it's a it's a really cool quirky. Darn uh, grownups. Uh, yeah, it's a really cool quirky book, and yeah. uh, Doug Tenable just got some amazing thought processes, basically. You know, and, and so really it's a graphic really novel. It's a closed full, gra- full uh, closed-end graphic novel. And yet it has a lot of potential, which I feel like almost everything I've read by him always has it. Like, oh, you could do more stories there, and he just never goes back to him. Uh, which kind of like, I mean, there's, okay. there's integrity to that, but it's always like he creates these great worlds. Like, uh, have you ever read Creature Tech? Which takes I place, think I think I, have. It, I think Creature Tech is uh, actually, so Creature Tech's main office is in... Um, Turlock, California. So he picks these really weird California towns to be. Yeah. And then, you know, this idea where he's, this guy's got all this alien technology and 
it hints that there were adventures before and there might be adventures after. And nah, I just not interested in pursuing it, yeah. you know, as, as a creator. That's and fine. I'm like, it's cool. So I really want to recommend that Ghostopolis by Doug Apple out from Scholastic yeah, Press. Gee, this Mr. Week. Dickens, when's the Christmas ta- uh, Christmas tale coming out with part two? Or Christmas Carol. Christmas Carol. I couldn't remember. You'll edit this out, right? I'm going to. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, it's okay. Uh, he makes himself smart by just I do not. I only, I <laughs> rarely, rarely. And I'll leave this in. I'll leave this in. Just oh, okay. For, just All to right. prove. All right. So, so that people can shout, it's a Christmas carol. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, uh, corrected him. Everyone's yeah, there we safe. go. All right. Let's uh, move on to movies because just before I got down here, it was revealed Sony has announced their Spider Man for the Mark Webb uh, Mark reboot. Webb? Oh, yeah. Uh, did they go with that one guy? Yes. Which one guy? Josh something or other? No, they did not. Oh, goody. Oh. They did not. Good because he was too square jawed and good looking. I would sort of agree with that. And the guy they chose, I don't even remember seeing his name in contention before Andrew Garfield. Does he like lasagna? He does. Mm. He's got big round eyes. No, he was in The Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus. Which I still haven't seen. Never oh, saw it. Okay, you haven't seen that. And, uh, apparently, Is he a limey? Yes. Ah, oh, dude. So, uh, And he's appearing in David Fincher's The Social Network about the founding of Facebook. Dude. So he's one of the, one of the, already. playing one of the programmers. I hate it. Uh, yeah. I hate it already. I'm yeah. not going to see it. Uh, well, we have a couple of years. July 3rd, 2012 is the official release date for the... I hope it doesn't happen. I hope it bombs like the Green Hornet. Well, they still, have they still got that stupid name for it? Begin they, Again? Spider-Man, Spider-Man Begin, Begin Again. Again. That was actually never officially. That was just kind of one that, that and I tagged on and people have kept saying it. They, they haven't officially said okay, what they're going to call it. There's I think it's called Spider-Man Chrysalis. Oh. Well, that doesn't really make sense. I know, that was, but I figured a, a Sony, you know, <laughs> yeah. an exec would try to use some insect, you know, yes. thing. Lon reveals his knowledge of entomology and, uh, and botany. Like the Amazing Spider-Man. That'd be good. Or the Web of Again. Spider-Man. Yeah. Or Peter Parker, Spectacular, Spectacular Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good night, gents. Locking us in? No, I'm locking you in with Anna. Oh, God. Okay, we're, we're done. We're up. done. Uh, we're done. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so to announce that, um, <laughs> uh, how are you looking at me like that, right? I'm afraid. <laughs> Very afraid. This glass isn't shatterproof, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> when you find us chopped up in the freezer and back, don't believe the suicide note. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Even if it's in your own handwriting. Especially. You, <laughs> <laughs> she made me write that. Um, anyway, also announced this week that Judd Apatow is going to revive an old franchise. Okay. Ooh, I know this one, Bonanza. No, that'd be good. Oh no, an old franchise. What what media franchise? What medium? Well, movies, television, and stage. All and, three. And an actor, Superman. Yes. Nope. You're close. He is quite, quite quite super. He is. He's a Superman. Oh, I'm I'll Pee-wee. give you. I'll give you a hint. Herman. No. Oh no. I was going to say the spleen. And is it going to yeah. be starring? Yes, Paul Rubens is going <laughs> okay. to. No, it's actually Paul Rudd is going to play yeah, Pee Wee Herman. That'd the Pee Wee Herman <laughs> autobiography. It actually, wouldn't it be bad? Jonah it, Hill. What if they be. did like a Doctor Parnassus thing for Pee Wee Herman? They had a bunch of different actors playing him. Uh, Mr. Rubens, that idea is yours for free. <laughs> That's out of respect for you, man. Uh, so yeah, apparently uh, he's said he will produce it and uh, work on a new script because uh, I guess Paul Rubens had written a couple of revival scripts and.
and nobody really liked them. So uh, Apatow decided he wants it because uh, Pee Wee Herman's going to Broadway. Wouldn't you love to see Stephen Baldwin playing Pee Wee Herman? No. <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. Maybe Steve Carell. If I never see – How about Adam Baldwin? No. I'm okay with Adam Baldwin, but um, – uh, each Baldwin brother gets a turn. Adam Baldwin, Adam Baldwin isn't, isn't a Baldwin isn't brother. Baldwin brother. Okay. <laughs> He's got the name. Yeah, just because he has the name. I'm not related to George Lopez. No. No? No. Oh, damn. <laughs> do you think he'd be here if he was? I know. He'd be like, please, be, Uncle George, let me do something, anything. I'd be eating nachos in the green room right now. <laughs> oh, so many myths shattered. Uh, what myth? Oh, my God. Uh, anyway... <laughs> And uh, and they're they just ready to a, a screenplay for a remake of it. I heard something about this. Yeah, who's, starting with shh. Yeah, who's uh, the woman who's in? No, I don't the, know. Not, they haven't cast anything. They just finished okay. the screenplay, so I don't think they signed anybody. But I thought, you know, and I was reading some commentary. Like the the screenwriter wrote some horror movie I didn't like, and I was like, eh. But on the other hand, the strangers. It's it even if they even if they screw it up. Right. It'll still give you nightmares because it's a killer clown. Yeah. So uh, it's it's you know. And aren't they doing redoing the thing as well? Are they They're doing, doing a prequel. 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 Oh, okay. And that's with some young girl. Yeah. That makes no sense. Uh, first, oh yes. Did anyone see the trailer for the upcoming Let Me In? I did. What'd you think of that? Um. Because you haven't seen the original. No, right? I haven't, and I really need to catch up on that. The thing uh, I think is that Chloe Moretz. Will be really good, creepy in all the, but maybe in some wrong ways because now that we've actually had a sat down and conversed with the girl, uh-huh. you know, and there's not a lot of difference between how she is when you're interviewing her and how she is in movies. Like she's a little professional robot. It's a different kind of creepy than kind of the I'm hundreds of years old and well, see up blood. Yeah. See, here's the thing. Yes. If, if Dakota s- Fanning in the Twilight Saga is that kind of creepy, she's just too old now. Well, the funny thing is, is if you've seen the original... And it's not going to be the last time I hurt my own soul by praising that. Anyway, the, go ahead. The trailer looks very, oh, like, really close to the original um, in the sense of, like, casting of the main kid. Um, oh, yeah, the kid looked really... I, I, I liked the looks of him. So. And uh, with her, part of the thing, and, and it's in the story, too, if you read the book, because it's basically based off the book. Wait, you read the book? I didn't read the book, oh, okay. but... Uh, I've read the I've read the wiki. <laughs> I, read the, I browsed the front. I piece. read the paragraph on the on the back. But cover, uh, yes. but basically the thing is is the character has is supposed to have a little bit of uh, androgyny. Yes. a little bit. And she's supposed and she to be androgynous. No, no. In that trailer, I was sitting there. I really felt like she put, kind of they kind of downplayed her a little bit Maybe. to look boyish almost. And so Maybe. I think part of my problem too is I just I just watched Five Hundred Days of Summer and she's in that too. Oh, and so okay. It's like, the vibrancy of her, and I think of her as Hit Girl, and I mean, because August is when the DVD of Kick-Ass is going to come out. Hmm. Um, That's a buy for me, by the way. Okay, well, um, we might actually, I, I, we might be giving away a copy. Well, I'd like to have one. Uh, so. uh, that, I don't know if I can do that. We'll see. Whatever. Whatever. I'll, I'll play he the contest. integrity. You may be aware of this. What? It kind of I'm just saying that, times. dude, see the original and then watch the trailer yeah. again and yeah. let's talk. Okay, okay, that's fair enough. Um, yeah. 
Uh, and so this weekend, I was pleased to note that Jonah Hex turns out not to be the worst movie of the summer so far. Oh, good. The, <laughs> apparently, the last Airbender is. Did you see it? Oh, no, my. but we had our correspondent in Chicago. But even it emailed has... me Tuesday night and said you are because I went to Petchakacha night instead of going to the last Airbender screening, and he said he wrote to me Saturday, Tuesday night and said you are so lucky you missed that screening. Jonah Hex looks amazing in comparison oh, to that's, this. Wow. <laughs> so I put, that's that's uh, that's like is that uh, M Night uh, Shyamalan's third Shyamalan? strike now? Uh, is would, he out? I would hope to. It's How not is that true. guy still making movies? Yeah, people are going like, "Hey, when are you going to make Unbreakable 2? I'm like, oh, "Come on, I hated that one too." <laughs> uh, but oh, but give him my choice. I think that would be above uh, the last four that he's done. Okay, okay. Um, I think he's making the seventh cent. Maybe Next. something like that. Sense, whatever. I like the seventh cent Sen- better. Seven. Uh, the sixth cent. Uh, you know, and speaking of Jonah X, you know, I, I actually downloaded the original screenplay, thinking that I would find redemption in that screenplay. Yeah, it's a different kind of suck. I'm just going to say. So okay. the original screenplay didn't really work all that well either. Had some interesting ideas. I think it would have made a better movie than what was actually shot. But I, but that's I not think, saying much. But now I'm going to say, Jonah Hex was damned from the very beginning. Uh, so I'm Jonah Hex, and this is my story. Yeah. Yeah, it goes... Sucks. Yeah. But um, yeah, how do you mess up The Last Airman? You got, like, all these kids that want to see, like, the anime. And, and the special and effects look amazing in yeah. the uh, And it's like, commercial. dude, all, all you don't need story. You just need a little kid running around, bending air, and kicking ass. How do you mess that up? Well, they, well first of all, you add in the 3D afterwards, again, like Clash oh, of the Titans. Oh, God. When is that trend going to end? So apparently what, uh, what, David, what David Kill was saying it. is that um, you see the trailer not in 3D and everything right. looks bright and airy. Right. And the process of turning it in 3D makes it all dark. And, and but aren't they showing 2D showing? Probably somewhere, but he said still the plot is no fun. Oh. I heard it's a lot of talking about cool stuff. Yeah, sort of like V. Mm. Yeah, you mean like Vampire Blood or the TV show? (laughs) Oh, good. Because I want to try me some V. (laughs) I know I don't want to talk about True Blood quite yet because I want to talk about Eclipse. I'm totally Team Jacob. Let's keep going. I'm totally Team Jacob. I haven't seen any of those, but I heard Eclipse was like the best one. Yes, which granted really doesn't really say much because I I watched Twilight Sunday, I watched New Moon Monday afternoon, and then I watched Eclipse. uh, And you didn't hang yourself on Wednesday. I, I actually thought that of them all, Eclipse was the most competent. Hmm. Uh, different director or same director? Different, different director every time. The director of Eclipse is the same guy that directed Hard Candy, which I loved. Hard Candy. Hard Candy was a decent flick. Yeah. So, Good um, little indie picture. Yeah. 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 Uh, but also he's got- Is a, Alan Page in this? No. Oh. He's got a really good handle on action. I'm actually surprised. Probably the best action in there. And so I could follow the fight, though it's cleaned up for PG-13 with the answer that since they, since they sparkle in the sunlight, they're like porcelain and they shatter instead of- um, you know, exploded blood in, into ash and stuff. Well, that's a little yeah. more acceptable. So you see this, this diamond dust, and then they're like statues that are kind of left behind and broken, and then they have to burn them so to cover up the evidence because they don't disintegrate. So uh, they really didn't do vampires, did they? No, that's why I've called them. We we from now on refer to them as Vamp Myers. Ooh, I don't get yeah, it because Amy Stephanie Myers Meyer wrote it. <laughs> so <laughs> so they're Vamp Myers. <laughs> They're completely different because I realized in three movies, not once have I seen fangs, and 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 ridiculous, ridiculously oversized werewolves. But anyway, um, you know. So, uh, but uh, Eclipse already set the record for midnight screening, uh, making thirty million in its first show alone. So, um, no wonder I couldn't get a date the other night. 
Yeah, that's why. Oh. Uh, so, um... I kept calling and calling, and nobody was answering. Really? But I did think that the structure of them all cinematically was better than the books, in that at least the movie of Twilight... I know this is old, you know, it's two years old now, but realizing that they actually moved up the, sus- the suspicion that something was happening uh, from the very beginning of the movie. So that structure is better than the novel in which you wait to the last 20 pages to realize that there's a threat going on. That's, that's why it, you inhale it, because you're like, where's the action? What's no, going to happen? What's gonna or happen? also because there are, lo- there are long, long blank pages. That's New Moon, where she she is so depressed that, that an entire chapter, eight pages, is blank. Yeah, um, and two and three were, were the volumes. Two and three were, were, were nightmarish to get through. Okay, so uh, and Cameron Bright, a child actor who I didn't recognize this now that he's hit puberty, he was all over movies like two, three years ago, and then he's his looks have totally changed. And I saw his name in the credits, and went what? So uh, really, but yes. Ah! Yeah, Lon, I pay attention <laughs> to who's making what and doing things because you know we, you know, I take my my self. Proclaimed calling as a social uh, okay, pop cultural critic. Uh, you know, well, I'm a Zorlack. For God's sake, I remember this stuff. So, uh, so is that all for Twilight? Uh, that's or all. I'm looking clips. forward to Breaking Dawn. I still think that Chris Garcia is insane for thinking Twilight was a brilliant film, but Eclipse isn't bad. Oh. And which is better, Eclipse the movie or Eclipse the gum? Go the gum. Okay. The gum. Okay. okay. Um, uh, yeah. So uh, that's just saying something. There were there were more flavors uh, to Eclipse Gum than there are. <laughs> Gum's deeper. Uh, if you read my review, and it lasts longer. I have a metatextual commentary on why the movies actually are have these huge black holes in the center of them, which are Robert Pattinson. Here, let me give you my Robert Pattinson impersonation. Now it's crisply a visual, but I, uh, this is one of his two expressions. Hmm. You may recognize that face, Lon. I, I made it to you. You look that. like the moon in uh, Earth to the Moon. <laughs> the emollient. <laughs> <laughs> just got hit with a rocket. Uh, and that's and that, by the way, is what he looks like whenever he kisses Kristen Stewart. Hey. Uh, so it's all. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so. Wow. Uh, yeah. I think he just vampired. Yeah, but I am. Uh, I am Team Jacob. I've got to say that I'm going to give credit to Taylor Lautner. Actually, is a lot better of an actor than I thought he was based on his Saturday Night Live appearance in Shark Boy. Um, well, he was I, just a kid back then. Yeah, but I. I, I saw there's a promo picture of the three of them together, and not a one of them looks attractive. <laughs> and, and and but that's the and, point. And Rick. Boy could easily play Frankenstein without much head makeup. Which one? Like the, the what is it, whatever his name is Robert Pattinson, Pattinson the, the yes, werewolf. Yes, he's got a strangely he has an incredibly rectangular, rectangular head. head. He is a he's a blockhead from Gumby. Exactly, uh, exactly. <laughs> so, you put bolts on his neck and he's good to go. He, he is. Um, so, but uh, speaking, but Saturday Night Live already did that though. Yeah, the Franks he, or whatever. Oh, the, the Twilight. Uh, yes, the Firelight. 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 Yeah. That was a great parody. Uh, but they also did. They had a sketch when James Vanderbeek hosted was Frankentine the. Perfect uh, WB uh, teen lead. Oh, okay. Yeah, so um, anyway. Yeah, so it was kind of interesting. It sort of a moment. And I thought, for Fourth of July weekend, really, this is the best we can come up with, movie-wise, Eclipse and The Last Airbender. But actually, a little independent film, Cyrus, coming out uh, this weekend and getting a, a wider release, uh, which is Michael C. Riley. Or, or John, sorry, John C. Riley. Sorry, Michael C. Riley is a friend of mine, an actor locally. Uh, John C. Riley. Uh, is this guy who meets uh, Marissa Tomei at a party and falls in love with her and goes home, and her grown son, Jonah Hill, is still living with her and um, very inappropriate in their relationship. Oh. It was a funny little film. That it's a date night movie. 
Yeah. Um, so, anyway, <clears throat> you can ask. Did you like it? Did I like Grown Ups? So, uh, Cyrus. Cyrus. I liked Grown I liked Cyrus. It was a... Uh, Which one? Uh, it was a small little film. Uh, apparently, there's another uh, there's another movie called Cyrus about a serial killer uh, out there. So, um, if you go expecting serial killing, I'll just tell you now, it's not going to happen in this Cyrus. Although, yeah. he has a knife <clears throat> in the commercial. Yeah, but Jonah Hill actually does a really totally good job acting. Totally marketed wrong. Huh? Yeah. Uh, well, you know, it's funny. Um... It's not for everyone. I just thought it was a nice little independent film. And John C. Rowley does those weird offbeat, yeah, those indie roles that he's, nobody will take. He's kind of odd looking. He's a weird dude. Yeah. Um, so uh, let's go to TV because a big thing happened that ties us all back to comics, which is that Jeff Loeb, and this is so that Nate Costa can um, twitch in pain. He's not here. Thank <clears> God. I know. I emailed him. I asked if he wanted to come. He said he couldn't make it. But What's I to, he worked on recently? Uh, Red Hulk. Oh yeah, yeah. Jeff Loeb didn't he kill the Heroes uh, TV show? Uh, well, he was fired from Heroes. Oh. NBC uh, politely asked him and said, "Do you see that door?" He did some work on Smallville. Wasn't he fired from Smallville too? Ah, uh, yes, yeah. So he's been fired from two superhero TV shows. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, well, cool. What's the news you got? Uh, well, he's been promoted to vice president in charge of television at uh, Marvel Entertainment. So he chooses what's on the TV in the break room. Yeah, well, that would. I couldn't even trust it. No. You know what? Here's the thing. I think maybe as a producer and just trying to find talent, I mean, that job is too big to be the specific producer of a sh- of a given show. Okay. But if he finds the right people to run it, and I think he has been very good about working with some very good I mean, certainly he has great artists that he, he gets to work with. Um and and again, you know, we, I've got a TV show for him right now. And you guys ripped on things, you know, you and Nate ripped us up, but I mean, there was good stuff. The guy's done some good stuff and some Name bad one. stuff. Uh, yeah, I said uh, Batman: the, the Long Halloween, Batman: Dark Victory, Superman for All Seasons. I think he said were, one. Well, I'm just going to Superman for All Seasons is one of the best. Dark Victory, not so much. Maybe uh, Long uh, Halloween until Superman, um, uh, until All Star Superman. I think Superman for All Seasons is one of the best examinations of who who Superman is in our. You know, in, in a re, in a realistic way. Okay. Um, so he's going to be developing Marvel TV shows for TV. Yeah. Yeah. Do we have? Did he list anything like on the decks or anything or what? He, did we hear about a Doctor Strange? No, that was a, a potential that a movie? movie. Okay. Um, and that's the problem is I think right now is is that oh, there's a Doctor Strange it, short. Is that's that right. Disney's kind of getting excited to do all this? Like, you know, can they make movies out of their characters? TV may not be where they want to go, but they've I've got, got a pitch right now. But can he's I pitch? working on this, the uh, Ultimate Spider-Man, which is a little—it's not going to come out in the fall. It's a little behind schedule, but uh, but they've got a they've got a new Avengers cartoon coming, and so he's working, looking at those anime, animated shows. Because the other thing he said is, yeah, that you know his work on the Buffy the animated series, and I thought, well, well, that one never actually came out. I think I can think of a couple that could be really easily done for TV. Okay, oh, Jeff so Loeb, if you're listening, here's the pitch. Okay. Ready? I could totally see this working as a TV show. Mm-hmm. Heroes for Hire. I was going to say Luke well, Cage actually, and Danny Rand. They, they would be a perfect TV show. Because you just get a black that's guy a, that's and a white guy that does karate, and yeah. you make them in the inner city. Yeah. They take a new... Uh, they t- it's like burn notice, you pretty don't much. Have a, there's yeah. not a lot of special effects. Yep. You know, It's just two guys it's in prop, the hood. Prop work and... and, then you, and Misty, Misty it's Knight. like Walker, Texas Ranger, in a sense, because you got a new crime or something every week. Yeah. Yeah. There's karate. Yeah. There's 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 buddy comedy CSI without the there's bulletproof science. skin bulletproof yeah you add a little yeah. bit of that but most for the most part you know you He's find just a, a tough you find tough, a but charismatic guy. charismatic yeah. guy yeah. with yeah. a little fun little karate buddy you yeah. got you got com you got action comedy gold 
Yeah. I, I think that's and like know. Smallville, you could you could occasionally have somebody scoot yeah. in there, like bring in like the white Daredevil. tiger or somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You yeah. Know. No, absolutely. I, so Jeff Loeb, call us. There are a lot. Of, I mean, We're I, there for I, you. And I I think you could you could revive the concept of the scroll kill crew. You don't even need to put that in any continuity. You just have these guys going <laughs> going around, balls out, killing aliens, shapeshifting aliens. aliens. Sort of like the invaders on meth. It's like <laughs> it's like uh, Men in Black. <laughs> yeah. Only darker. Well, I could see that as like a syndicated show, you know, like that would come on at like Channel 44, like, you know, three in the afternoon. Is or that something. even a viable format anymore, though? I guess they, I guess it is. Sure. 44, you know, I yeah. don't know. Syndicate. Well, look at that Seeker show was syndicated. That was a Legend of the Seeker. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I guess so. and it's back for its third season. I think. Yeah, but I Speaking say of what else is back for its third season? True Blood. Okay, oh, go ahead. Oh yeah, yeah, go ahead. So, okay. <sighs> I still love you, Bill Compton. Mm. <laughs> We're just high on that, so hopefully we'll get a chance to. What talk to is up with that show? I don't know. It's awesome. It's crazy. It's crazy. I love that. Show. You know what's funny is I try to get my brother to watch it every week, and I, you know, with the promise of, dude, there's going to be tons of nudity. You got to watch this. <laughs> And uh, so he sits through it. The but wrong he, kind of nudity. He sat through the bit where... Uh, but he's just not into all like the supernatural the and the vampires, you know, whatever, vampires and everything. So he tries and he waits to see, you know, what's her name, Anna Paquin, get naked or one of the other girls, whatever. This year's been kind of light on the nudity. I'm it a little disappointed. Been. It has been. Not it's that been, first episode. It's been heavy on the homoeroticism, but light on the nudity. I thought that was good. Absolutely. You don't remember yeah. the cellar scene in the first episode? Oh, and I, and I, and I oh, that's right. That's right, the dancer. And uh, this week, close your eyes and think of Estonia. I haven't seen that in this no. week's show. Oh, well. Okay. It's enjoyable. I think of Estonia. <laughs> Although the funny thing think I think England. is that Pam, you know, started off, you know, in the first season, she's a European actress. Yeah. And she couldn't do a Southern accent, so she still had that vague kind of European thing. Right. And now she's got a good coach, and so she's got she's got a Louisiana accent. Yeah. Which is why it's really funny that uh, in the second episode last week uh, – uh, when she came over, to Alexander Skarsgård said, uh, "Skarsgård." Skarsgård said, uh, "Eric Northman said something about, um, you know, oh that, that oh that werewolf had a, had a Mississippi accent." And Paquin said, "What? You can tell that he goes. Can't you people tell the difference?" And I thought, "What a great dig! It's like the Sookie thing. It was like a dig at how their their accents are all over the place because they're all British. <laughs> Even the werewolves, like the the redneck werewolves, are all played by British people." I'm like. Can Americans not actually get jobs playing Americans and anymore? Especially our redneck actors. I, I know. There's just not enough roles for redneck actors. <laughs> well, not got, since the 70s. They got uh, they got Patrick Swayze's little brother on that show as okay. well, the werewolves, Don Swayze, the, the ugly Swayze. Mm. Uh, so, um, yeah, that. And, of course, ain't no Dalton. No. And the revival last week of Futurama. Did you catch that? I missed it, but the thing is, is there's so much Futurama on Comedy Central. I don't know what's new or what's yeah, a repeat I guess anymore. Thursday nights are the are the new is the new episode. Uh-huh. It's hard to set up a, a DVR because you get everything, right? Yeah. So yeah. then you're you're full of Futurama and you can't find the new one. Well, I want to say it, it didn't miss a step. It was. Uh, okay. a, a well, great thing show. is, does it pick up after all the movies? Because I don't. Yes. I have, I'm not cut up caught yeah, up on the, any of the movies. Yeah, but the movies have all been divided up into episodes on Comedy Central. Well, maybe that's what I'm seeing because I I think I'm seeing yeah. new episodes and then I'm like, I never saw that. What was that? So. Yeah, yeah. They they were each movie was really basically three episodes tied together like the Family Guy movies have been, mm. with uh-huh. the exception of the Star Wars parodies. Like the Stewie, uh, the Stewie yeah, 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 yeah. story was like really meant to be three segments. So all those movies have been that way. And uh, uh, I dig those guys. They yeah. were nice when I interviewed them. So they were yeah, fun. so it, it was it, it was really funny, and I'm glad it's back. And and that's really all I've got, except we are three weeks away from Comic Con. Get out of here! Three weeks. Oh, geez, you're right. Yeah. It's July first. Yeah. Oh my God! I, what am I going to wear? <laughs> We've got a pack. Okay. 
Oh uh, yeah, but don't bring the same outfit as I'm gonna wear. Oh my god, we oh. gotta coordinate. Oh. So um, we Anyway, uh, I can't wait to release the demons. What I think was funny is that on Monday, um, Comic Con also released a whole. We just found a whole bunch of passes to sell. Oh, really? Because people returned them. I wish they could find some decent hotels. No, that they can't do. Sorry, Comic Con. That's so, some BS. So this week, actually, if you even listen, if you check out this, this on Independence Day, there might actually now be passes to get into Comic Con, which was sold out for seven months. Yeah. And then, people returned them, huh? And people, well, here's what I think happened is, as I've hypothesized that the studios bought up big blocks. By the way, the studios have been quietly laying people off left and right. They don't have employees to go <laughs> to <laughs> Comic Con anymore. Uh, it, it hasn't been, but I can say this: I mean, um, Disney just did a whole cut, a huge cut, uh, by, by about two thirds of their animation staff. Wow! And didn't say a thing. How did you hear about it? Because I have a friend who was in the cut. Oh. And God. so it's just really good. They got nothing. They've got nothing for the next year in Disney animation. After Tangled, Crazy. they're raised dead. Wow. So, um, well, okay. On good that to note, know. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, on that hopeful note. Well, they got Marvel. Thanks, Obama. They don't care now. They've got yeah, Jeff Loeb. So. They promoted Jeff Loeb to head of Disney. Um, Jeff Loeb, call us. Oh. <laughs> Heroes for Hire. Frank Thierry is now in charge of the theme parks. Uh, Joe Casada is going to create Casada Land. Ooh. Will they have uh, chicken casadas there to eat? Wow. I don't know. Really? You know, let's go on that. <laughs> what? If you could have a better joke to end the podcast with than Juan Lopez, write into editor at fanboyplanet.com or sandpaper at fanboyplanet.com. It, it's going dark in here. Is that my tumor acting up or did the lights really go out? Yes. It's my glaucoma. Okay. Uh, so we better get, get out of here soon. Uh, anyway, uh, this is Derek McCaw, editor-in-chief of fanboyplanet.com. Glaucoma! Pa- with, now with pants. Lon Lopez, Tourette Syndrome. Jeez. And I'm Rick Brett Snyder, reminding you to <laughs> use your powers only <laughs> for good. <laughs> Do we need to say that up top so Lon will know? <laughs> And now Lon has been edited out. And thanks once again to the great Luke Ski for use of his music in this podcast. Visit Luke Ski at www.lukeski.com. There we go. Joe Keating's back? No. I talked to Joe, though. He, uh, he's moving to Portland, moved to Portland. Do we need to pull this way so you get in the chair and get up to your mic? Or? Um, so anyway, Careful, I'm gonna, may, I may hit you over the head with it. That's okay. He wanted, I work with Garcia. He, uh, <laughs> I like the way it swung back. I'm like, no! He moved to Portland so that he could... Uh, Technical question. X-Men. Yes. Astonishing X-Men. Yes. Is it part of the Marvel Universe? Astonishing technically is, yes. But at the same time, they just pretend that it's not. Yeah, it's treated that way. I mean, because it's not. Because... It's as much a part as Models, Inc. is. Joss Whedon's run affected continuity because they just had the big event where Kitty came back. You know, so I... So, yeah, it's, it's there. It's just that it's, you know, they just... They pick and choose. 
Yeah, they're X-Men, all X Men continuity is like that though. X Men continuity is pretty much it's all there. You pick what you want. You pick it's what like you walking like. Walking into a salad bar of mutants. X Men <laughs> continuity is so convoluted. Um, why is Spider Man involved there? Spider Man a mutant? Not really. No. no. How do we know that? Because he wasn't not. born with powers. It was established in uh, the. Uh, <laughs> It was established he wasn't a mutant in uh, the uh, well, this is after Michael's, the M event. This is J. Michael Straczynski's thing with the spider totem. Oh, right. Is it magic? Is it science? Right. Is it genetics? Right. Whatever answer doesn't matter. Wasn't that part of the dream that got erased? Because I don't know. Because I think that the spider bite just just made his powers manifest, that, they, that he is a mutant. But no. it took that to manifest. No, no, like Wolverine, who is actually not uh, Jeff Loeb, revealed... That Wolverine is not actually a mutant. Wolverine is a set part of a separate species of wolf people. What? And everyone has forgotten that that, and that was just done like two, three years ago. Um, and then they, they basically, Straczynski said that Spider-Man was just one of many, that there have been many, 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 many spider people. How come we've never seen them? We because did it was stupid. Run. I mean, before that. Because it's called smart, they kept retro continuity. They're secret spider people. They didn't have an Uncle Ben. You saw Spider Woman. Oh. Yeah. Doesn't that count? No. I don't know. She had an origin as well. It's been a long time. She had several origins. Yeah. But in uh, in the M Day thing, the uh, Wanda gets uh, Wanda changes reality thing. Yeah. Uh, Parker was chastised and. Uh, he, he was pretending to oh, be Oh, in House of M, he pretended of M, to be. Right. Yeah, in House of M, he pretended to be a mutant. Yes, and then revealed himself to have been human. Right. That's a good answer. Okay, we've got the answer, Rick just said. In House of M, Peter Parker posed as a mutant, and then it was revealed that he wasn't, and so he lost all his fame and fortune because mutants were the ruling class in House Wanda's of M, alternate yeah. reality. Yeah, that, yeah, that was, that that was an alternate. Yeah. So he's a mutant wannabe. He was in that. If you're a, a, a Madonna wannabe, does that make you Madonna? Steve. I'm talking to Steve. He's not hearing you. I know. That's like saying, is Tony Stark a mutant? Do you remember the name of the JLA storyline where, where Batman had ways to kill each one of them? Tower of Babel? No. No, it's not Tower of Babel. Um, Mark Wade wrote it. Maybe it is Tower Babel. No, I think that's it. Thanks, Tower Babel. Wow. Yeah. Good job. I was like, I don't. I don't know which page, page but it's the it's the first it. Mark Wade run. I heard it was good, from the so. previous. Jim it is really good. Yeah, from the the one that Grant Mor- Morrison started, and then when Mark Wade took six. over, it was the logical thing. Is when Ross Gould had the perfect plan yeah. uh, to corpse snap Bruce Wayne's parents, and that would leave him too nervous. Too agitated to actually be effective, and after he had already stolen all of Bruce Wayne's failsafe. Is that right? Was yeah. that the right one? Mm. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well done. Yeah. What did I say? We act like we work here. We're the we experts. Sell more books than Steve or Tim. You know what's funny is <laughs> Tim. Probably Tim. Tim, as Tim said, I won't recommend a book. You know what I just thought of, though, for last week? You know how you lost the first 15 minutes? Yeah. Wasn't that the week the guys on San Jose State were going to put it up or something like that? Yes. Maybe. <laughs> That's unfortunate. 
Yeah. There was nothing I could do. The, seriously, the file was gone when I We're got not, home. We don't blame you, bud. I know. Shit happens. I do. We've all lost but it's podcasts. Not, it's not the blame of I'm upset. It's more like... It was hmm. my fault. I took. I said it was my fault in the podcast, and I was really upset See? about it. now you're making him feel Somewhere bad. in an alternate universe, there is 15 minutes of a podcast with five slides on it. And you it. know, that was the episode <laughs> they had Nixon on, too. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I described it on Futurama last week. Did you no. watch The Return? No. Oh, maybe we can talk about that just very briefly. Yeah, Futurama. It was back. hilarious. I haven't been to uh, But Nixon says there's, there's this giant death globe out in, out in space, and it's... And it's erasing planets uh, like 18 minutes of audio tape. <laughs> <laughs> well, I get it. And it was V-Ginny. So it was a co- it was a combination of uh, V-Ger from Star Trek and uh, and the Death Star. What? It was a joke for it was. A joke right, for do we have enough for a podcast? Or uh, we God, do we? Yes. All, All right. right. Let's let's light this rocket. Okay. It'll be live on the fourth of July. Really? Okay. And a one and a two. I wasn't part of that. Listen up. Oh, you know what? We did a sound check. Yeah, I'm let's sorry. do this. Yeah. Levels. <laughs> Everything is down flat. <laughs> I noticed it's been that. It's a bad weird. week yeah. for Rick. This is a horrible. Well, <laughs> I, it's still set up from when I would, would did the Shaka Chuck. Sure, sure. So, sure. Okay, I noticed so when like, we were talking to them all. Do, 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 do. Is okay, Derek, just start talking. Well, all right. I've got the. I get to announce the winner of the bobblehead contest. Excellent. Tonight. Okay. Long oh, we guess. lost all last week. We lost all the viewer mail you read oh, in crap. the beginning. Oh. So you almost need to read it again or yeah. something. Check one, two. I don't know where it is, but I'll, okay. Yeah, you got to dig that up. Yeah. We spent. That's this what we spent me. the first fifteen I'm minutes. Of. I'm coming. Yeah, in. you're right. You're right. Yeah. I was trying to think what we'd have lost, and it was probably most most, most of, the of mail. that viewer mail. Yeah. Yep. So Troy Benson. So Jeff John still likes Troy Troy Benson. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. And then what was from Jay Zilla or something? Like that yeah. Yeah. Yep. So we got to reread those next week. Uh, that, I'm glad you told me that because I have a little follow up from Troy, which will now not be a follow up; it'll right. be a first observation. <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Thank God we have you here. Okay. I think we're ready now. Okay. Listen <laughs> <laughs> up, fanboys.